Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to After the Fact. Good evening and welcome to After the Fact, the Clamaris Community Radio weekly trivia quiz game. My name is John Nolan and I am your host for this evening and thank you for joining me and indeed for joining our players who are here tonight to face a series of trivia questions. This series all on a country. We will be revealing what that country is momentarily. But first, let us go and meet the team. So, in front of me here, uh, making his second appearance for the blue team is Mr. Lee Dunhu. Good evening, Lee. Hello, how's it going? Good, how are you feeling tonight? Not too bad. Looking forward to it. Good, I like your positive mental attitude. <laughs> it's brilliant. And uh, Lee, as a teammate, is not here. He's in Dublin, so we'll go and meet him through the miracle of internet telephony. Uh, Mr. Patrick Carthy. Good evening, Patrick. Good evening, John. How are you keeping, Patrick? Yeah, not too bad. It's, uh, let me see, it's uh, your third appearance with us tonight. Yeah, that's right. And you've had two victories out of two. So uh, you're obviously on a run, so we wish you well. Okay, let's go across the table to the Reds. The Reds are also one in, one out. That's the new lingo I'm trying to coin here for this sort of thing. So the man who is in is in front of me here, and he's making his third appearance in the series. And it's Mr. David Klein. Good evening, David. Good evening. How are you keeping tonight, David? I'm not too bad. You've got a one and one record. I have, yeah. One win, one loss. But the loss was very narrow, only about three points. So, you know... Mind you, the win was only about two points. Yeah. So you're actually minus one. Points <laughs> <laughs> difference, John. Okay. But all very good scores, all the same. So best look to you tonight, David. Thank you. And David's teammate is a newbie, making his debut this evening. Live from uh, Castle Bar, I believe, is Mr. Paul Halligan. Good evening, Paul. Good evening. Live from Castle Bar, formerly from Dublin. We'd never have known. We'd never have known. <laughs> yeah, playing against the Dubliner. He's probably a Southsider, though. Well, Patrick actually isn't a Dubliner at all. He just happens to be living in Dublin. Isn't that right, Patrick? Yep. Lots of fun. <laughs> all right. Well, now that we've got all that inter-county inter <laughs> argument sorted out, let's go and meet uh, the final member of our team. It is our robot scorekeeper, Clancy, who is going to tell us tonight's country as well. Good evening, Clancy. Good day, everyone. The questions in this show will all be about the country at the south of the continent of Africa that is called South Africa. Okay, so tonight's questions are all about South Africa. Let us go and proceed with the quiz and with round number one. Now, this is round number one. It's our multiple choice round. In this round, each player will be asked a question on their own and given potential three answers. They have to pick the right one. And if they do, they get two points for their team. They can choose to confer with their teammate if they want, but they'll only get one point for a right answer in that case. A wrong answer at any point, whether they're on their own or conferring, will see the other two remaining options be offered across for a one-point bonus attempt for the opposition. Uh, it's an odd-numbered show tonight, which means we're starting with the Reds, and then we have a sub-clause rule 3-4, which uh, David is in the studio, so he gets to go first. David, are you ready? I am ready. 
Which of these countries does not share a land border with South Africa? So I'm going to name three countries here. Two of them have a land border with South Africa. One of them does not. Your options are A, Zambia, B, Botswana, or C, Mozambique. So which, uh, which of those countries does not share a land border with South Africa? <coughs> um, Botswana, did you say? I said, sorry, A, Zambia, Zambia. B, Botswana, or C, Mozambique. So are you going I would, um, to are you going for a punt or are you going to uh, bring your teammates in? Hmm. I think I might go for a punt. Right. Um, it sounds like a confident a, punt if ever I heard what well, it is. I, I, I'm kind of thinking these are the ones I can guess because you've, you've given me some options. <laughs> All right. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm not thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking. We've got Zambia, Botswana or Mozambique. Which one? David. I think um, I'm going to go with Zambia. Zambia is correct for two points for the Reds. That's right. Yes. Botswana is immediately to the straight north of yes. South Africa. And uh, Mozambique is north east. It is up on the uh, eastern coast. All right. So uh, you got two points there. Right across we go to Lee. Uh, again, you're first because you're in the room. So this is your okay. question. With a population of 7.8 million people... Which is the largest city in South Africa? It is also officially known as Egoli, which means the place of gold. So which city is that? Is it A, Cape Town, B, Johannesburg, or C, Bloemfontein? Which is the largest city in South Africa? Um, I think I'm going to go for a guess. Okay, another punter. Here we go. Uh, I'm going to go Cape Town. He's going for Cape Town. I'm afraid it's not oh, no. right, so across we go. Uh, Red team, you can confer as well. You can confer. You've okay. got your uh, remaining options being Johannesburg or Bloemfontein. I Good evening, would be <laughs> sure on Johannesburg, David. That that would have been my... That would have been my feeling okay, as well. Okay, it sounds like you're in a concordant. I so think so. Let's say Johannesburg... And it is the correct well done, answer. Yes. Go with the good. Always go with the good. <laughs> well, I hope your good is feeling uh, pretty confident, Paul, because you're up next. This is your question. The 2009 film Invictus, starring Morgan Freeman and Matt Damon, is about South Africa's victory in the Rugby World Cup. But in what year did that tournament take place? Your options are A, 1991, B, 1995, or C, 1999. I haven't a clue about rugby. Okay. So Sounds like a conferring is coming. I could confer or go for gut. Oh, I guess. this is, I like the style of this man. Are you, are you a sportsman, David? No, 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 you can't ask that question. That would be conferring oh. in and of itself. So if you want. Okay, I'm going to confer. You're going to confer. Okay, okay. David, come step forward. Yeah. Um, the the options again were 91. A, 1991 B, no. 1995 or yeah. C, 1999 Yeah, it was, it was 95 Paul. Okay, are yep. we going 95, gentlemen? Yeah Yep It's correct, well done Oh, well done, because I would have said 91 <laughs> Good job <laughs> uh, 1995 Rugby World Cup was hosted by South Africa and won by them The 91 World Cup was hosted here in 
Britain and Ireland mm. and was won by Australia, as was the 99. Mm. In fact, the entire statement about 91 applies to 99 as well. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the final question of the round is for Patrick. Patrick, the geographic southern tip of the African continent and the beginning of the dividing line between the Atlantic and Indian Oceans is located in South Africa. What is it called? Your options are A, Cape Point, B, Cape Agulhas, or C, Cape of Good Hope. Uh, Cape Agulhas. Cape Agulhas. Is well a bit done. Of a, bit of an old quiz classic. Well done. <laughs> That's correct. It's not, as a lot of people think, the Cape mm. of Good Hope. That's actually a good bit to the north. Right. That's the end of a very entertaining round. Let's go and check the scores with Clancy. Blue team two points. Red team four points. Okay, so it's four points to two lead for the Reds at the end of round number one. On we proceed to round number two. Round two is our connections round. In this round, the teams are playing together and I will give them two pieces of information. If they can tell me what links them to tonight's theme, they get three points. They can ask for a third and then a fourth piece of information, but they'll be playing for two points and one point respectively at that stage. A wrong answer at any point will see all four pieces of information offered across for a potential one point bonus for the other side. We start with the team that's trailing. That's the Blues right now. So, Blues, you're up. You have Sepedi, is S-E-P-E-D-I, and Zosa, that's X-H-O-S-A. They're your two words. Sepedi and Zosa. Okay, Lee, how, what do you think? Have you any ideas so far? Uh, not really, no. I'm not sure if they're names of people. I think they might be languages. Yeah. There's a lot of languages in South Africa, so... Yeah, I was only guessing, so maybe I think you could be right. Yeah, is it worth taking a punt on three? Yeah. Or... Yeah, well, if you're confident, you should go for it. I don't mind, but we can go yeah. for we can go for another bit of info, if you like. Uh, we're behind this, so we go... What official languages. Official, official languages, languages of South, South Africa. Africa. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yes. Okay. Yeah. A very good punt. Well done. Three points. Yes, there are in total ten official languages of South Africa. Um, funnily enough, English is not one of them, but it is the de facto working language of the country and parliament and everything. The languages... Oh, hang on. I would have said, by the way, fact three or piece of information three would have been Zulu and number four would have been Afrikaans. And if you want the full list, it's Afrikaans, Ndebele, Northern Soto, Soto, Siswati, Tsonga, Tishwana, Vendi, Zosa, and Zulu. Now, all right. Anyway, <laughs> you don't really care. You got your three points and you're going to sit back and watch the others now. So across we go. Red team, David and Paul. Your first two piece of information are John Langa Lelbale Dube, spelt his surname is D-U-B-E. And a year, 1912. Wow. So we've got John. I'll spell this as well. Why not? L-A-N-G-A-L-I-B-A-L-E-L-E. Dube. D-U-B-E. And 1912. Okay. Um, Anything significant about 1912? Yeah. First thing comes to my two things come to my mind is prime minister or a railway of some description. Railway. 
Hmm. Could it have been the fourth prime minister, maybe? So we've got yeah. uh, John Lenga Lil Balele Dube and 1912. It sounds a bit native to be a prime, <laughs> prime minister at that time. But... <laughs> do you want to go for another clue? Um, yeah. Um, I have a feeling another clue will be I think, needed. I think too. another clue is needed, yeah. The right answer at this point would shock me to my yeah. soul, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. We got John Langa Lillibale Dube, uh, 1912, and third piece of information is the Spear of the Nation. Spear of the Nation. Is that something to do with um, Zulu? Um, Zulu kings or something like that? Would it be the time of the Zulu Wars, Dave? No, it's a, it's a bit late for that, but um, could he have been a a chieftain, or a, I think we probably need probably need another one, do we? Would Would he be in the last Zulu king? Oh, maybe, yeah. Um, hmm. Do you want to try, try that we'll, or another? I think we'll try another one, maybe. Okay, we've got sure. the fourth piece of information just waiting to be used. Yeah, mm. And we have John Langa Langa Lilbele <laughs> Dube, ninety twelve, the Spear of the Nation, and Nelson Mandela. Oh. So that's hardly his um the year he was born. Would he be the leader of an opposition party? Or were they mm. both born in the same year? Hmm. <laughs> There's nothing coming in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I'll give you another couple of seconds now. What do you think? Okay. Oh Paul might have something. Would would he be um, would he be the leader of the African National Congress? Maybe. Um, yes, I, I don't think he is. But um, what could we go for? Okay, all right. I'm going to have to push you for an answer now. Go on and guess something. <laughs> I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for that. I have a okay. clue. I'm gonna go that he was the leader of the African African National Congress. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll oh, well done. Yes, uh, the African National Congress is well done. the answer. Obviously, Nelson Mandela, a, li- a, long, a lifelong member mm. of the African National Congress and a leader of the African National Congress. The Spear of the Nation was, there is a spear on their um, logo. And also there was, uh, during the 60s, they had a militant uh, group in oh. the organization, which was called the Spear of the Nation. And final two, the first two pieces of info are linked. John Langa Lilibalele Dube <laughs> founded the African National Congress in 1912. He is the founder of it. So, well done. Totally wild guess. Well, that was very very impressed. Very educated guess. Well well done. All right, Cross, we come again to Lee and Patrick. Here we go. Mangasuthu Butelese and Richard Burton. There's a pair of characters (laughs) together. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mangasuthu Butelese and Richard Burton. Ministers for something. I can't think. Mm. Any ideas, Patrick? I'm not sure if he's referring to Richard Burton, the explorer yeah. or actor now. So I'd say we're probably better off taking a clue. Yeah, I think so clue. Too. Okay, no problem. Third piece of info. We've got Mangasuthu Butelese, Richard Burton, 
and Stanley Baker. To be all actors born in South Africa. They could all be born in South Africa, all right? I don't know if they're all actors. Yeah. I'm not sure about first ad. That's good shout. Uh, uh, do you think we should take the final clue? Or... Uh, maybe, yeah. 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 All right. No problem. We have Mangasutu Butelese, Richard Burton, Stanley Baker, and Michael Caine. Maybe they all stared okay. at I think they were, might... were they all in Zulu then, the film? <laughs> yeah. Is that perhaps your answer? Yes. I, yeah, <laughs> I think so. Well done. You got there. Slowly but surely. That's fine. Yes. Michael Caine and Stanley Baker will be two people noted for st- featuring starring in Zulu. Richard Burton provided a voiceover uh, in it. And Magasutu Butelese, who in his youth, he was an advisor on the film. And he also got to play his own great-grandfather. He actually starred on screen in the role of his own great-grandfather, who was King Setswahau Kamapande. Now, there's, you're learning things on here. That's the whole point. Point for you guys. Well done. OK, cross we go to the red team. Final question of the round is for you. We've got Johannesburg in 1987. They are two facts together. Johannesburg, 1987. Oh, that's the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Excuse me. <laughs> they are two facts. Johannesburg, 1987. To be fair, I think that mm. they're a very hard opening pair, uh, unless you happen to know this fact. Yeah. Um, are you getting anything there, Paul? I am thinking... Hmm. Would that be when Mandela was released? Um, or are we too early? We're too early, I think. I think we're about 1990. Paul, oh, better not say anything. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> Was it anything to do with, no, could it be um, demonstrations um, against apartheid? No. I'm wondering, could it have been the Dunstar's workers against apartheid yeah, in 87? Yeah, yeah. I think we probably need another clue, though. Okay. Think so. Think so. Sure, yeah. All right, for two points, here you are, three clues. Johannesburg, 1987. And the third clue is a name, Fernando Duarte. D-U-A-R-T-E. Fernando Duarte. I've heard of that name. That's completely thrown me now. Having a clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We go for another clue. I think, I think we have to take another one, yeah. All right, yeah. final clue coming up. We've got Johannesburg, 1987. Sorry, I should say them a bit more spaced out, shouldn't I? <laughs> Johannesburg, 1987, Fernando Duarte, and Perry Perry. Spelled P-E-R-I. Yes, I know Perry Perry. You know Perry Perry, <laughs> right, okay. Well, if you know what Perry Perry is, David Klein, you might not be far from the answer. So what's Perry Perry, David? What's the sauce, isn't it? <laughs> it's a sauce. Yeah. All right. It's not a restaurateur or something. You know. Opened a restaurant in Johannesburg. And... Well, uh, I, I will not say anything more. <laughs> so we've got Johannesburg, 
1987, Fernando Duarte and Perry Perry. He invented Perry Perry sauce. He invented Perry Perry sauce, did that man, in that year, in that place. <laughs> I don't think he can claim that, I'm afraid. <laughs> so across we go, Patrick and Lee. You've heard the clues. They are Johannesburg in 1987, Fernando Duarte and Perry Perry. Do you have any ideas, Lee? Um, I thought it could be something to do with the first mixed restaurant, maybe. That was only a guess, though. Yeah, I, I think it might be Nando's, I think. Yeah, I'm only guessing. your man's name. Yeah. I think it was founded in South Africa. Yeah, I think we should go for that. <laughs> Lee yeah. is seeing the light. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Indeed, mm, the mm. first Nando's, yeah. famous for his Perry well Perry chicken, yes, yes, was opened in Johannesburg in 1987 by Fernando Duarte. Although Fernando yes. claims he didn't name the restaurant after himself, but after his son, Fernando <laughs> Junior. Fernando. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see how that has affected the points. Let's go over to Clancy and we check the scores. Blue to seven points. Red to five points. So we've had to turn around. The Blues are now in the lead by seven points to five. Let's see what happens in the next round, which is, of course, our audio round. Yeah, it's the audio round. Tonight featuring a quite a wide selection of music, I have to tell you, everyone. Quite a wide selection of music. All right, so here we go. In this round, I will play a tune for the team that's in play. They can get a point if they can tell me. Generally, it's the song title and the artist, but there is an exception in this round, which I will explain in a moment. And then there will be two subsequent questions, both worth a point each as well. We're starting at the team that's trailing, which now, because of the turnaround nature of this show, is the red team. So red team, you're up first. And here is the first piece of music for you. Okay, so red team, uh, Paul and David. Mm-hmm. Do you know who that is and what the song is called? Um, yeah, that's uh, Kaiser Chiefs and Ruby. Ruby, Ruby yeah, Ruby. very good. <laughs> that's point Go you. Kaiser Chiefs and Ruby. What's the connection to that? Well, we'll see in a minute. What the, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the members of the Kaiser Chiefs chose the group's name from the South African football club, Kaiser Chiefs FC. As they were the first club of the band's favourite player at the time, the captain of Leeds United, and also of the South African national football team. What is that gentleman's name? Do you remember that one, Paul? I think it was... Um... The captain of the South African football yeah. team? thinking Radaby. Radaby. Ah, I will take it straight away, David. Mm-hmm. It's Thank correct. you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Lucas Radaby was your man there. He was uh, captain of the South African national team and of Leeds United at the time. And obviously yeah. the boys are all fans of Leeds United. And your final question. Which stadium, the largest in Africa and the home of the Kaiser Chiefs FC, was the site of Nelson Mandela's first speech in Johannesburg after his release from prison? In 1990. God. That's what I should know. Um, and it's got 
uh, two acceptable answers. It's the same. It's a bit like um, a Viva Lansdowne Road yeah. thing going on. So I will take uh, either of the names. So which stadium, the largest in Africa and the home of Kaiser Chiefs FC, was the site of Nelson Mandela's first speech in Johannesburg after his release from prison in 1990. Any clues, Paul? Um, I know nothing about sport, <laughs> but I'm guessing, I'm mm. guessing that I wonder was the stadium named after him. That's a very good... That'd be worth a punt, I'd say. Because otherwise I haven't a clue. Yeah. <laughs> I'll right. go with the Mandela Stadium. The Mandela Stadium. <laughs> nice thought. Nice thought, but I'm afraid not it should right. have been. So across we go, Patrick and Lee. Any ideas, Patrick? Uh, might be soccer, did you see? Sorry, say it again there, Patrick. That's the biggest one in Johannesburg. You went a bit... Um, Blurry uh, there. Soccer City. Soccer City. Is that what you're saying, Lee? Yeah, I yeah. go with that. Okay, <laughs> very bravely, very yeah. good. Oh, it is correct. Well done. So it's called Soccer City, yes. Okay. Uh, 90 odd thousand people can sit in, watch a game in Soccer City. Right, uh, cross we go to the blue team, and this is your piece of music. Now, in this case, uh, just to be different, you still need to give me two pieces of information, but instead, the song title is actually mentioned, so I need the... Uh, it's a collaboration between a singer and a band, and I want the name of both the singer and the band. Here it is. She's a rich girl. She don't try to hide it. Diamonds on the soles of her shoes. He's a poor boy. Empty as a pocket. Empty as a pocket with nothing to lose. Sing to Nana. Okay, so there we go. Like I said, I want the two uh, acts, I suppose. One of them is a singer, though, that are I, collaborating there. I know the guy singing is Paul Simon. Right. Yeah. Um, I can't think what Ooh. the band they're with is called, or he's with. Is it Ladysmith, Black and Bambazo, or...? <laughs> Good teamwork there. You're, you're right. You've won each. That's correct. It was a collaboration between Paul Simon and Ladysmith, Black Mambazo. All right. Two more questions on it. Paul Simon received criticism for seemingly breaking the cultural boycott imposed against South Africa because of the policy of apartheid in the production of the album on which this song can be found. What is the name of this album? His seventh solo effort, the winner of the 1987 Grammy Award for Album of the Year. Graceland. Graceland, yes. Well done. And third question. Lady Smith Blackman Bazo's collaboration with Paul Simon in 1986 paved the way for international success for the group. But in what decade was it formed by its musical director, Joseph Shabalala? <coughs> so, in what decade was Lady Smith Blackman Bazo formed? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but. It's probably a bit earlier than the 80s, maybe. Yeah, I was going to 60s. say. I was going to say. 60s. 70s, 70s, but if you think 60s. Go for that. Uh, I was only uh, guessing, so we're close enough. No, I, I, I'm, I, I'm guessing as well, but it could be late sixties, maybe. Yeah, we go for sixties. Okay, is that what you're going for? Yeah, it's correct. Come on. Yes, uh, there's a bit of dispute whether it was 1960 or 1964, but either way, it's in the decade of the sixties. All right, well done. You got them all right there. So across we go to Reds again. 
And Red's a genuinely South African piece of music coming up for you right now. <laughs> okay, because the other two have been, we've been kind of tangent. So here we go. Okay, what is that called and who is it by, please? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> David is deferring, I think. <laughs> Paul, what do you think? Uh, could we have the Blue Tim's question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't have a notion of that. Okay, no. well, if you don't know it, I suppose you just no. don't know it. No. Not a clue. Didn't suit me, though. All right, we'll pass it over. So, anything on this side? Yeah. Any ideas, Lee? No, I'm afraid not. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it, musician might be someone like Hugh Masekela, but I have no idea on the tune. Like, so yeah. it sounds jazzy. Jazzy, so I was going to say that. It yeah. sure is jazzy. That's true. Yeah. Okay, I'll tell you that. So, Coltrane, perhaps. Uh, no, you're, are you giving me an answer? Or you pass. Uh, uh, try Hugh Masekela. Some <laughs> Cape Town blues or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were taking a punt there. That's fine. Uh, anyway, you were right with Hugh Masekela, but mm. unfortunately you didn't get the tune's name, which is Grazing in the Grass. <laughs> a classic of South African jazz. Right, uh, back with the Reds. Two questions on it. Are you ready, Reds? In yep. 1968, this song was a US number one hit record, and it sold four million copies. It was actually the second record by Hugh Masekela to break into the US charts. The year before... He had charted with an instrumental cover of which Jimmy Webb song? I will tell you about the song that the version of it by The Fifth Dimension had been a major hit that year and had cleaned up at the Grammy Awards where it had won six, including Record of the Year and Song of the Year. So what song was it that Hugh Masekela did an instrumental cover and got in the charts with? Hmm. No, any Jimmy Webb songs? <laughs> I'm sure he knows lots of Jimmy Webb songs. <laughs> I just know Jimmy Webb was uh, Mrs. Webb's son, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, any ideas? Jimmy Webb's song, it was a massive hit by The Fifth Dimension the same year and had cleaned up at the Grammy Awards where it won six, including Record of the Year and Song of the Year. What, what year are we talking? We're talking 1967. 67. And Hugh also had also had an instrumental version of it, Get Into the American Charts. Got a title of a song springs to mind. Well, that's, probably, th that's all you need. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I, I don't know. Would it be African Safari? Uh, I'm afraid it wouldn't be. So across we go. Blue team. Do you know the name of that song? 1967. Swept the boards of the Grammy Awards. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't think I've, I don't think I've anything either, Lee. No. Sorry. Okay, I'll tell you. It was Up, Up and Away. Oh, wow. Oh, wow yeah. yeah, the Fifth Dimension version won all those Grammys, but uh, Hugh Masekela had an instrumental cover, got in the charts. All right, final question on uh, Hugh Masekela. In 2013, Masekela was nominated for a Grammy Award himself for Best World Music Album, 
for which record? Aha, that's a very difficult question, you say, but I will give you some clues. Released in January 2012, the record's title is a Zulu word meaning rejoice. And the same word was used by Adidas as the name of the official match ball for the 2010 FIFA World Cup. David has got the I know this somewhere (laughs) back in my brain face. So, what was the word I'm looking for? It was the name of a Hugh Masekela album that in 2013 was nominated for a Grammy Award for Best World Music Album. It's a Zulu word that means rejoice. And it was also used by Adidas as the name of the official match ball at the 2010 FIFA World Cup. Um, something like Ashante or something like that. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm afraid, I think Paul already told us uh, his knowledge of football. Yeah, not the best. yeah. So I think this might be all on you. David? Go, go, no. what you said there. Yeah, I'll go with that, but I... You're trying that, all right. Yeah. I'm afraid it's not right. Blues? What's that word? <laughs> yeah, I think it's Jabalani. Jabalani. Oh, Correct. Oh, Jabalani, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> David has managed to kick himself under the table. <laughs> well done, Patrick. I said it was very different round, varied styles. And here is the most different of them all. So this is for the blue team. Okay, so what's that and who's by? Uh, I think it's a, it features on second captains quite a bit. It's Enter the Ninja, the Antwort. <laughs> He's good. Oh my God. He's very good. <laughs> he is very good, isn't he? Yes, the Antwort and Enter the Ninja is correct. Right, two, po- two questions for you guys on the Antwort, although really they're kind of general questions. Here we go. Number one. South African hip-hop group De Antwoord were formed in which city in 2008? It's the oldest city in South Africa, colloquially named the Mother City, and is also the legislative capital of the nation. Which city am I talking about? I think it's Cape Town. Yeah, I think so as well, I was going to say. All right, that's correct. Yes, Cape Town. And final question. De Antwoord's musical and visual style incorporates elements of the ZEF counterculture movement originating in the 1960s and 70s as a derogatory term to refer to working-class white people, including residents of caravan parks. The term is adapted from the name of which motor car, popular worldwide from the 1950s to the 1970s? What's the word again? Zef, Z-E-F. Do you need the full name of the car? Or yeah, well, that's, the model? I, yeah. Need, I, need, yeah. I need the name of the car, please, yes. Yeah. Okay, I think I think the model is a Zephyr, but uh, is it a Ford? Like ideally? No, I can't think of the car. Okay. Try, try Ford Zephyr. A Ford Zephyr ah. <laughs> is correct. Yes, indeed. A full thing, yes, Ford Zephyr. Right, that was a good round for one of the teams here tonight. And let's go and check the scores and we see which team it was. And then we'll take our ad break. Blue team 15 points. Red team seven points. So it's an eight point lead for the blue team as we go to our ad break. We will be back 
presently and we get into round four. Don't go away, folks. You're welcome back to the second half of After the Fact, the weekly trivia quiz game here on Claremaris Community Radio. I'm your host, John Olin, and thank you for joining me today. After three rounds here uh, with questions all about South Africa, the blue team, which is Lee Dunahoo and Patrick Carthy, are on 15 points. Just ahead of the red team, which is David Klein and Paul Halligan, who are on seven points. Okay, let's go on to round number four. Round four is our 20 questions round. In this round, whatever team is in gets asked a question. They have up to a minute to answer it. If they answer correctly, they get a point. All very simple. They do keep control of the game, though, which means they get the next question as well. This can continue until at most five in a row have been answered correctly, at which point they will have to give control of the game over, which means control will go to the side who get the next question. A wrong answer, though, at any point... We'll see it also go over to the side who can get a one-point bonus on the one you missed and also we'll get the next question. Right, we're going to start with the team that's trailing, which is the Reds. Reds, are you ready? Yes. Here yep. comes the first question of the round. Which engineer and entrepreneur, born in Pretoria in 1971, received 165 million US dollars when eBay purchased the company he co-founded, PayPal, and has since founded several tech companies, notably Tesla Cars, and is listed by Forbes as the 40th richest person in the world. Who's it's, that? Um, Elon Musk. Elon, Elon Musk, yes. It is. I say Elon, you say Elon. We're mm-hmm. not going to follow that. All right, number two. <laughs> Which large town of 1.27 million people, originally located to the southwest of Johannesburg, and the scene of a famous series of demonstrations and protests in 1976, was officially incorporated into Johannesburg in 2002? Soweto? Yeah, I would say so. Yes, it is. The clue there being Southwest, mm-hmm. which of course is what so widow. So widow stands for. Southwest Town Township. All right, number three. During which decade was apartheid, which the word means uh, segregation or separateness, adopted as a formal policy by the South African government with the passing of the first laws outlining it? What decade did that occur in? Um... I think it was. Are you thinking um, maybe the 30s? Although, um, it would have been pretty early in the century because Gandhi yeah. was there at one stage. So, yeah, yeah I, just I, um, I, maybe it was in the ANC was formed in 1912. We established yeah. that earlier. So, yes. um, would that be as, as a result of it? Um, so will we say the the first decade of the the twentieth century? We'll say the nineteen hundreds, yeah. maybe. Okay, is that your answer? Yeah. Okay. <coughs> Sorry. Right, across we go. Blue team, get a bonus here, maybe. What decade was the first uh, official apartheid law passed in South Africa? Twenties came to my mind, Patrick, but it's a guess. No, it's better than what I have. I say go with it. Okay, you're saying the 20s. <laughs> Fred, you all were a bit early. It was the 1940s. It was mm. actually after World War II, 1948. I'm sure unofficially there was several uh, mm. reasons to believe it, but an actual law was passed in 1948. All right, blue team, you're in. Your question, are you ready? We are. The South African rugby team are famously known as the Springboks. Please tell me what exactly is a Springbok? 
Um, is it a bird? I think it's an antelope. Antelope. Let's go for that. <laughs> I knew it was an animal. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> you really, really argued your color there. Here we go. It's an antelope. That is correct. Yes, it is. Uh, it is a type of antelope. Well done. All right. Next question. So, rising in the Drakensberg Mountains and flowing westward through South Africa to the Atlantic, what is the name of the country's longest river? It gave its name to a sovereign republic within South Africa during the 19th century and to the province within the country that succeeded it. What's the name of the river? How are you on this one, Lee? Sorry? How are you on this one? Uh, not too good. I can't place it. Okay. I think it might be the Orange River. The Orange River? Yeah. All right. It's correct. Good yes. man. Which, of course, gave its name to the likes of the Orange Free State. Okay. Next question. Which South African comedian, writer, political commentator and actor succeeded John Stewart as host of US political satire The Daily Show in 2015? Do you have this one, Lee? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I think it's Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah. You think therefore you are right? Yes, it is correct. Okay, so that moves you on to the three in a row. Here's the next one. In what year did the first elections take place in South Africa in which citizens of all races were allowed to take part? They were therefore the first held in the country with universal adult suffrage. What year was that? I think... Did Mandela come in as president in 94? Would have been that election? Yeah. Other than that, I don't. I'm not sure. You go with that? Yeah, I go with that. Okay, so you're saying 1994? Yeah. Well done. It's correct again. And for five in a row, which former professional golfer, born in Johannesburg in 1935, won nine major championships and is, to date, the only non-American to have completed the achievement known as the Career Grand Slam? Who's that? Gary Player. Gary Player. Yes, he is. Well done. All right, we go across to... That's a brilliant achievement. Well done, mm -hmm. five in a row, and your bonus point there. Across we go to the red team. David and Paul, are you ready? Yep. yep. Okay. South Africa's largest and oldest national park is named after which man? The third president of the South African Republic, also known as the Transvaal, it's, uh, most famous during its fight against Britain during the Second Boer War of 1899 to 1902. What was his name? They named the National Park after him. Um, would that be Smuts? Do you think, Paul? Haven't a clue. I'm got a, a, a name coming to mind here. Stanley. Um, th that was a Scottish explorer, was he? <laughs> he yeah, he was. Scottish, yeah. Uh, South Africa's uh, la largest and oldest national park is named after which man? The third president of the Republic, South African Republic, also known as the Transvaal, most famously during its fight against Britain during the Second Boer War. Second Boer War. I'll go with Smuts. If you're going with Smuts. I believe Jan Smuts is the first name of that man. He is not the man in this case. So back over we go, blue team. After who is South Africa's oldest and largest national park named? Fred, I don't what know are you thinking, Lee? I don't know that one, Patrick. 
Uh, there's, I think, one of the main wildlife ones is Kruger. <laughs> I think David Klein knows that I will be pushing the bell there for that one. Uh, that's correct. Yes, Paul Kruger is yeah. that man's name, and the national park is named after him. All right, blue team. Your question again: How many colours are there on the modern flag of South Africa, adopted on the twenty seventh of April, nineteen ninety four? Now, mm-hmm. get drawing or whatever you want to do for this one. <laughs> How many colours are there on the modern flag of South Africa, which was adopted on the 27th of April, 1994? Would it be five, Patrick? Uh, be anything better? Yeah, I think you could be right, yeah. There's the the Y shape and then the, there's a little block inside that, yeah. I'd say go five. Yeah. Okay, you're going for five. The drive for five starts here. But uh, I'm afraid that's not the right answer in this case. So, back over we go. Red team. Can you give me a different figure? How many colours are there on the modern flag of South Africa? I think a few of them are repeated, aren't they? Um, maybe three? You're going for three. Okay. It was actually six. <laughs> and for the record, they are green, black, white, gold, blue, red. All right. So, uh, your next question though, Reds, this is still for you. Which country of just over 30,000 square kilometres, that's 11,500 square miles, and a population of around 2 million people, is completely landlocked within the borders of South Africa? Which country is that? Uh, are you guessing, David, or will I guess? Um, what, what have you got? <laughs> I'm guessing... Uh, Natal? Um, no, I think that's, that's a province. Um, what about Swaziland? Go for it. Yeah, we'll go for Swaziland. Go for Swaziland, okay. <laughs> it really isn't your night right no. now, I have to tell you. So, cross we go, blue team. What country are we looking for? Completely landlocked within South Africa. What do you think of me? I don't know, Patrick. What do you think? Does... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's Lesotho or Lesotho. Lesotho is the correct answer, yes. Okay, next question for you guys. Blue team. South African actress Charlize Theron has twice been nominated for an Academy Award. In 2006, she lost out following her performance in the film North Country. However, she did scoop the Oscar in 2004 for her performance as serial killer Aileen Vernos in which 2003 film? Is that Monster? Monster, well, uh, it was. Yes, indeed. Called Monster. Well done. Okay, next question. Since the country's first fully open election in 1994, we've already mentioned it, South Africa has had five presidents. Which of these has been longest in office, filling the post for nine years and 102 days, doing so between 1999 and 2008? I have no clue, Patrick. Hmm... I think Zuma was after that. So. Can't just think of a name. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm, I, think, I think I'm stuck on this one as well. We've got 25 seconds left on the timer. Which president of modern South Africa has been in office the longest? Nine years and 102 days. Doing so between 1999 and 2008. And you've got 10 seconds left. Nothing coming? No, sorry. Okay, the clock was it. Yeah, fine. Okay, we're going to pass it over. You're getting the next question anyway, David and Paul, but you get a bonus on that one. Who do you think that was? Um, anything coming to mind, Paul? Um, I know very little about South Africa. That's what's <laughs> coming to mind. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> Okay, well, like um, I said, you are getting the next question, so if you... If you yeah, well, we... Um, have a throw uh, name at it, maybe. Uh, somebody mentioned, somebody mentioned Zuma, Zuma so let's yeah. go for it. You're going for Jacob Zuma. <laughs> Afraid not. He was a lot closer uh, in time to us now. Yeah. He's the second last man. That was Thabo Mbeki. Mbeki, yeah. Was the president we were looking for there. All right. Yeah. Next question for you guys. I think you might get this one. <laughs> Which civil rights activist spent 21 years in India between 1893 and 1914, during which time he developed the strategy known as Satir Ag Raha, the Truth Force, in which campaigners went on peaceful marches and presented themselves for arrest in protest against unjust laws. In India? Yes. In, he was in... Oh, no, I didn't mean... He was yeah. in South Africa, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, that, well, that was Gandhi. Yeah, it was Gandhi. I don't know why I said that. Excuse me. Because he was coming a clue. <laughs> yes, it was Gandhi. Yes. <laughs> Mohandas K. Gandhi. Okay, you're off and moving. Next question. By what nickname, a Zulu phrase that translates as the boys, the boys, are the South African men's national football team known? Seems to be a lot of football tonight. It has, I'm sorry, yeah. it's obviously to fall your way. Yeah. You know when you go blank. <sighs> so, by what name, nickname, equivalent to Springboks, I suppose, the rugby team? Mm. What is the name by which the Men's national football team are known. It translates from Zulu as the boys, the boys. Should have asked me this in 2010. (laughs) (laughs) During the World Cup. Yeah, during the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, my Zulu was a bit better then. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, 15 seconds. Oh, my God. Anthony? I'm going to keep No. Uh... All right, time's up. Okay, we'll send us a pass. Over we go, blue team. I'm afraid my Zulu... Bafana, Bafana. Hang on, Patrick is coming with something. Uh, Bafana, Bafana. Bafana, Bafana is the right answer. Well done. Turns out Patrick does know a lot about South Africa. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sticking with sport. Who is the only South African to win the Formula One driver's title, achieving this in 1979? He was the last driver to win a driver's championship for Ferrari until Michael Schumacher 21 years later. Who was that? How's your Formula One knowledge, lads? 
Going back that far is not great. Uh, <laughs> was, so who's the one-off guys? Uh, he's the only South African to win the Formula One driver's yeah. title, which he did in 1979. Mm. Jody Schechter. <laughs> well, <laughs> wherever you're getting them, they're right. <laughs> going through. Yes, that was the man's name, Jody Schechter. Uh, next question. Which film starring Charlotte Copley and directed by Neil Blomkamp is about an extraterrestrial race forced to live in a slum-like conditions on the outskirts of Johannesburg? Yeah. What's the name of that film? Any ideas, Lee? No, it doesn't sound familiar. I think I've seen this. Is it something like District 13? Ring any bell? I haven't seen it. It could be though. Okay, you've got still have thirty seconds left. You're fine. So, what's the name of that okay. film? Starring Charlotte Copley and directed by Neil Blomkamp, about the extraterrestrial race forced to live in slum-like conditions on the outskirts of Johannesburg. So you go with it. District Thirteen. Yeah. Okay, District Thirteen. <laughs> I'm afraid that's not right. Across we go. District 9. Minus 4. Yeah. District 9. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Unlucky, that's blue so team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was District 9. Right. Uh, three questions left in the set. Here they are. For the Reds. Which South African cleric and theologian, known for his work as an anti-apartheid and human rights activist, was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 1984? Desmond Tutu. Oh, I didn't even start the clock yeah. on that one. Very good. <laughs> British businessman Cecil Rhodes established the De Beers Diamond Company in which city of the Northern Cape Province? The city is known for a four-month-long siege during the Second Boer War and here in Ireland for giving its name to a very well-known type of biscuit. The Kimberley. <laughs> the Kimberley is correct. <laughs> Uh, and also the Kimberley Diamonds. Kimberley yeah. Diamond Mines. All right, and final question of the set, question 20. In 2015, Oscar Pistorius, the athlete known as the Blade Runner, was convicted of the 2013 murder of his girlfriend, a model and TV host. What was her name? Uh, Reva Steenkamp. Speak up, David. Reva Steenkamp. Reva Steenkamp is correct. Well done. Good answer. Thanks. All right, that brings us to a conclusion. Let us go and see how the scores stand after that one with Clancy. Blue team 26 points. Red team 14 points. So it's a, it's a win, mm. definitely and definitively for the, for the blue team tonight. <laughs> so I suppose we'll say commiserations and hard luck to David and hard luck, Paul, on your debut. I'm sure there'll be better... More maybe more suitable countries for you in the weeks ahead. <laughs> Can we pick Ireland next time? Uh, Fred, we've already done it the series, Paul. So you're all there. Oh, look there. Uh, well done to Lee and to Patrick for a fabulous performance. Congratulations, guys. Yeah, well done, guys. And uh, that gets the Blues back in the winning streak. Uh, they actually were, there was a bit of a minor, a minor uh, red team mm. winning streak going on there. So we're Blues back on top. And that's it from us for another week. Please. If you're listening to us online, uh, don't forget the podcast extra coming up in a few minutes' time. Other than that, I'll just say thank you to all the competitors who took part tonight. Thank you, everyone, and good night. Thanks very much. And for me, I'll talk to you next week. Goodbye.
podcast extra. <laughs> someone knocking. Knocking? Did you close the door behind you? Um, <laughs> I didn't anyway. <laughs> Aiden. <laughs> okay, we, we may have our fourth man and he was kind of locked out. So I think we're sorted. You can sit down there now. And uh, I just want to let the door close as well, please. That's closed enough. You're grand. <laughs> now come in and sit down. Thank you. Uh, just tilt that white microphone towards you, will you? All right, so say hello, David. Hello, David. <laughs> I, I, do you know I knew it? As soon as I said that command, I knew that was what was going to happen. That was what going to happen. At the end of round number one, on we proceed. Now we would if I could find my mouse. There it is, to round number two. Langa Lil Ballet Dubé, 1912. I'm delighted with this round. <laughs> yeah. uh, 